Hey, this is John Sally, and thanks for listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Katie Dobow, author of the book Let It Out, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hello, my name is Don Jose Ruiz, co-author of the FIFA Agreement, and you're listening to Humble Warrior Podcast. Hey, it's Jason Robel, the author of Eternity, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Yo, this is Tommy, TommyMacYoga.com. You are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Handstands, everyone. Hi, this is Bob Ross. I'm a teacher of Transcendental Meditation, and you're listening to a great show, the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is PJ Fleck, rowing the boat. You're listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. And this is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Humble Warriors. We're back and we've got a follow-up topic to talk about today. And before we start that, I want to thank everybody for subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you haven't left us a review on iTunes, it would be very helpful if you did. It helps us get the message out and get more people to know where the podcast is and gives them an idea of what to expect when they hear the podcast. So if you could take some time to do that, we would greatly appreciate it. So on this week's show, I hate to bring it up again, but we got to talk about my our friend who's been on the show a couple times, who we followed last year, PJ Fleck. Okay, we're rowing the boat, huh? We are rowing the boat. Okay. And the reason I bring it up is because you know, for those to get everyone caught up, PJ Fleck was the coach of coach of Western Michigan University football. He created this mantra: row the boat. He's very in our opinion he's very a spiritual type of coach and he has been teaching his team lessons that are applicable to applicable applicable to life uh, as well as football but more so more life lessons and what that has done in that style has propelled the team to undefeated record last year a birth in the cotton bowl which is big for a school the size of western michigan and National notoriety. He's been on ESPN. He's been everywhere. And three days after the Cotton Bowl, or a few days after the Cotton Bowl, rumors were about that the University of Minnesota was looking to hire him. And shortly thereafter, they did hire him. So the background in this story is that I am Western Michigan alum. You are a friend of the pro. You're you've become a Western Michigan fan, but you're not. You don't have as close a tie to the university as I do. So I think this is going to be a great conversation from my perspective and yours because I'm kind of emotional about it. I'm like, oh, man, PJ left. I, I belong to all these message boards about, about the program, and some people are, are saying, hey, he's a bum. He didn't do, like, let's forget about him. Let's move on. Let's get rid of this row the boat mantra. It was just a shtick. And I don't believe that. In my heart of hearts, I, I bought into this, this idea and this mantra that he sold. And his whole purpose was to give and serve. And that now that he's moved on, I'm kind of split. On one hand, I'm like, I, hey, man, I, I, I love the message you're putting out there. 
I love how you treated the university and everything you did for the school and all the success you had. But on the flip side, I'm like, but why couldn't you stay and why did you just up and leave as a fan? And I think it's a common thing that happens all the time, whether in this example, it's me and my association with the university, but it could happen at work where you've got a leader that you that everybody likes and he just decides to leave the company. That's happened before and sometimes the company reacts in a negative way. They're like, oh, that guy, he's he's not loyal, he's a traitor, he didn't believe anything he was saying. You know, everything he left behind doesn't matter anymore. And there's kind of this angry feeling. It's the same with that we're going to have a new U.S. president here. Sure, right? <laughs> yeah. A lot of people, you know, I think a lot of people are... are Sad that they're seeing the current president leave. You know? Yeah, that's similar. Absolutely, right. And there's all these feelings and I guess things to deal with as you go forward. So that's what I want to talk about today, specifically, just because we've got this. We've talked about row the boat in the past. In my opinion, right now about row the boat is no matter where PJ Fleck goes. I'm, I kind of bought into it, so I don't care if it's part of the university. I would love it, but it's it's a mantra, I think, for life. So I'm still rowing the boat. I'm going to still say row the boat. And I think what happens is, you know, some people that I've read think it was just this marketing slogan. And that happens. So what I guess I want to talk about. When there's a mantra or something out there, what makes it just, what really makes it impactful? Well, I think, number one, it's one's belief system in what a mantra is all about mm -hmm. and a belief system. So the PJ Flex story and how that mantra was developed yep. for him and he brought to a football and a university, from my perspective, was very authentic. Sure. You well, know, and it goes back to, you know, the death of his son. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And using that to fuel him in life. And part of his life, a big part of his life is football. Yeah. But it's not PJ Fleck. Football is just what he does for a career. That's kind of his expression of right. self. Expression of self. So... Again, we all have free will. We all have our opinions. So I think there's two things. I think one is if people say, oh, it's a silly mantra, a marketing scheme, then that same person or persons may think all mantras are that way. Sure. Unless it's maybe working for them in the way they're living their life. So meaning sure. that, oh, when PJ was here and they, people were on the bandwagon of the row the boat – in Western Michigan, you know, had this beautiful ride. And now that PJ has gone, really, then you're almost like dismissing the whole experience that one had. Right. It's like you really didn't even really maybe become come from a place of being grateful. That's interesting. That's I like that perspective because, I mean, think about – other things have happened well, in your life. I, well, I, well, this is a perfect example of when you and I talked throughout the middle of the season. I, I'll never forget so many different times we talked about this. Oh, yeah. yeah, we talked. And you, you were like, you know, he's going to leave. You know, I just, you know, you would say that. And I would come back and say, just enjoy the ride. Be right. in the present. Right. 
because there's nothing we can control. There's nothing you can control. But right now, whatever the team was, it was maybe eight or nine and zero, and you're on this run. Just enjoy this. Yeah. You may never get it again, and just really enjoy it and be yeah. in the present. Well, and here's the thing: is I think a lot of fans and supporters of the program they did that. Right. They enjoyed the ride and they went along. And I think what happens is when that ride ends, and it doesn't end in a way that you would have liked it to end, right? Where he leaves, you know, the leader of the program leaves to go to a different school. Mm-hmm. Um, that that leaves you sitting there going, now what? Mm-hmm. But how many times in your life have you actually done? Like that happens all the time. Right. I mean, it's kind of the natural progression of things. And the thing I was thinking about was my own undergraduate career. I spent four years going to school. PJ Fleck spent four years at Western building the program to where it is. And then you leave. The only difference is that I knew that after four years, I was going to graduate and leave. So it was I was prepared for the next step. I think as fans or people that are supporting something, or even if you're an employee of a company, when somebody leaves, it's always unexpected. You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to end. And when it does, you're kind of in shock, especially if you've got a lot of, I guess, connection or or positive feelings and you really like where it's going. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest, one of the biggest things that contributes to that I guess the feeling of loss is the idea that of the unknown. Now you don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen now? Are we going to be good? Who's who's going to be the new coach? What's that program going to be like? And I think you know. Again, it's one's approach, and you know we've talked a lot about uh, the mind. You could either respond positive to the situation or negative to the situation. Sure. And so. From look from an outside from an outsider looking at this, meaning I did not you, attend yeah. the university. I've not really known the history of Western Michigan football, mm-hmm. um, but I am a sports fan, so I, I kind of have an idea right. of the conference you're in and stuff like that. Well, this could be the beginning of something great. Who says it has to end? That's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, you put the school on a map. Mm-hmm. You know, and who says there isn't another young coach who's now motivated to come in mm-hmm. and live up to the standard? Sure. Or whatever the coach is. Right. And the players and everybody rallying around it. Well, here's the interesting thing that I want to kind of move into. So there is a, a new coach has been named. There it has? Yeah. Oh, who is it? It's it's the coach's name is Tim Lester. Okay. And he's a former Western Michigan University quarterback. He's a Hall of Fame. He's in the Western Michigan Hall of Fame. He's coached like Division Three. He's coached at Purdue, Syracuse. As you know, he hasn't had a head coaching position in Division One yet, but this is his opportunity. He's young. I mean, he graduated. He he was a uh, quarterback in the late nineties. Went to a MAC championship game Perfect. as a quarterback. So. Yeah. I'm going to compare this. Yeah. This is, see, Western Michigan. Get get. This is good stuff. <laughs> Remember when Northwestern was nothing? Yeah. And there was a guy by the name of Coach Gary Barnett came in. Mm-hmm. And they and he took him on that run and took him to the Rose Bowl. Yep. And then he left to Colorado. 
But then Northwestern took a chance and hired one of their own, a linebacker. What's his last name? Fitzgerald? Is that his name? I can't remember. I know, who's now the current head yeah. coach in Northwestern. Yeah. yeah. And so Northwestern came from nothing. Mm-hmm. A high, you know, the high profile coach left, mm-hmm. turned it over to a player, mm-hmm. that, player whose yeah. blood is Northwestern. Yeah. With no, with no really that much coaching experience, right. and has been there ever since. Right. And so now this sounds like a similar story. Right. And you beat Northwestern in the beginning of the year last year to go on this run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. There you go. So maybe you there's, know, I think maybe our, there's a, yeah, a universal so there's connection. Some sort there. of like personal connection, some alignment. So the, I think this is just really the beginning. Well, here's the other thing. So when he, I because remember when he took him over, you guys were bad. Well, we weren't. We weren't bad when he took it over. We weren't. You're one in eleven. No, that was his first season there. We were, the year before we weren't. We, the year before we were better than one in eleven. Okay, but you'd not won a MAC championship, and I don't know how long. No, a MAC championship hasn't been won. I think since the fifties or sixties. Right. But yeah, it 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 was just it was a program that was just it was there. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. They were always middle of the pack or they could average. compete. Yeah, they were right. average. They were probably right. average. Right. And the fan base was kind of average. So what has happened when he is when PJ's there, he's, he's raised the bar. Right. So he's raised the expectations. He's raised what level of energy people now put into the program. Right. And I think that happens a lot. And I think... What happens is when when the person that helped create all that energy and that momentum leaves and you're kind of stuck behind, you know, you either feel resentment because you're like, well, now how are we going to hit that that bar? I can we can't do it now, especially as kind of fans, because really what as a fan, what do you you can't really contribute anything. You're just watching. Right. But I think. As a fan or a follower of the program, yeah. Also, there's there's a group of guys on this team that are still rowing the boat, whether or not they have a leader or not. If they really bought into that program and right. into that mantra, right? So you got to think. Well, what to me, I'm thinking. Well, what what do these guys want to do? Where do they want to go? And one of the nice things that I heard from the new coach is that he's going to let. He said the number he he gave two secrets to success. One is um, culture. You have to have a great culture, which I believe in. I've been in some companies that have some really strong cultures. Um, two, you got to change. You got to be ready to make changes. You got to always strive for that change and embrace it. And again, two great, two great lessons for life, not for football. Mm-hmm. And I think this whole ride with us on the podcast and kind of just this whole roll the boat and PJ Fleck coming up, I think we were very fortunate to I have did. that topic. Yeah, and very fortunate to have him on our show. Yeah. And it and was just very fortunate that it really was a line that you went there and that we really had this ride over the last year. Yeah, and I'm very and for me as a fan and alumni, I'm very grateful that all of this kind of came together. Mm-hmm. Because, 
you know, one of the passions I have is doing this podcast and working with you. And the other is, you know, I've always been a proud alumni member of my university. And it's this year has provided all kinds of great memories and experiences that, frankly, I never thought would ever happen to our university. Right. So for those detractors out there that are kind of like, have a sour taste in your mouth about what happened, I think it's a natural course of life and there's a great lesson here to be learned. Yeah, I, th- I think, and also, you know, it's interesting to talk about this in sports and this, but if you could think about the overall highest good, just the good of humanity, and if you think, so what What I, what we know very, of PJ Fleck and for who he is, I don't think you could ask for a better guy to go in the program that he is in now with the disarray that's going on with young men. Sure. Sure. You know, and so, you know, if we could come back to PJ's work of working with young men, that is not stopped. Right. That is not stopped. Well, and I think one of the things that I recall that sticks out in my brain of when he was on the show was, you know, we, we had talked about, we didn't, we didn't really ask him if he would be moving on to a different school. We didn't bring that question up. Well, he would bring you right, right back to rowing the boat and stay in the present. Well, but he did <laughs> say that he, we were talking about something spiritual. Kind service. Of service. Yes. And he said, you know, I will go, I will go where I believe, where I, my calling is to, where I can provide the most service. Right. And, you know, maybe, for him, it was like, all right, I've I've done my work here, now I have to do it somewhere else. Yeah, and I think this really rolls into our topic from last week on this twenty first century masculinity. Mm-hmm. Because why is it? And I think it's mostly a man thing too. Mm-hmm. Why is it that if something goes wrong or doesn't go our way, like some, like a leader leaving? That you have these hateful feelings and you don't want them to... I hope you don't succeed now. Yeah, I don't want good things to happen to you because you've left me behind. It's easy to throw the stone, right? Yeah. Throughout time. Yeah. If it's not going our way. And then what happens is that then it becomes contagious. Right. Right? Right. Instead of, you know, uh, like we said, can we come from a place of love instead of fear? Yeah. Right? And can we come a place of gratitude as a part of maybe selfishness? Right. 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 Be grateful what you have for right. what you what you were given. And a lot is it's because it's been the generation. <laughs> this is, you know, the masculinity where we talked about. It's like, you know, where can the new, let's say, 21st century masculinity come, come, come to grips with of being, let's say, nice, being a nice guy? And showing strength as opposed to that being of weakness. Right. And backing each other up as men, like, let's be happy for this guy. Right. He doesn't he hasn't done anything wrong. He's doing good things in the world. Right. 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 And why why let that and then for us, why are we so attached to that? Well, I think that's a big right? thing. Why are we giving why are we giving our power away to a guy who runs a football program? Right. At the end of the day, right, right, 
Right. I mean, am I gonna re- is one gonna really lose sleep over that? For right. you know, well, some people are. Yeah, I know because if you're a fan, that's kind of how you go. Listen, I was a and look, I had to come to grips with this. I've been a diehard football fan. I'm a New York Jet fan. They, <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, yeah, you could relate that with the Lions. But there, there was a point in time where I was like that. But at the same time, this, this is no good for me. Right? Do I really, really, from the core? You know, care what they do every Sunday, and if I do, and that like really determines the rest of my Sunday day, and maybe even my Monday, I have to really look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I was that kind of fan yeah, too. I think I mean, it's it's natural. It is. It's that's natural. what. That's one of the things you. The interesting thing about sports is that it is a mirror into yourself. Yes. In so many ways, and. Some people just kind of take it. Some people don't care. Right. Some people take it very seriously. Um, and then some, you know, just live or die with the team and right. where they go. And I love that. I mean, I'm that kind of – I love – what I like about being a sports fan is that you get to experience this joy. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. But you also get to experience agony. Right. But I think both where I say it's a a, a mirror into yourself, that's that's life. That's life. Absolutely. You go down these ups and downs. Yes. And you kind of have to – you got to yes. figure out how to deal with it. Yes. And I think what happens is you kind of get so caught up in the sports, you forget. Right. Hey, there's this – there's this – there's something I can learn here. Yes. And really the only thing, the only thing, if there's one message on this podcast – is the only thing we can control is how we respond. Sure. And so if we could change our ways to respond in a more loving in a loving way for ourselves first, mm-hmm. then we're really taking care of ourselves and not bringing out, if you want to use the word negativity or whatever the word is, or fear, or just, you just realize it's like the flow of life. Right. And people come and go. Right. And you know, it's it to come from, it's like almost like even like a death of a loved one, however you want to, you know, compare it is like, meaning that be grateful for the time that you had. And, and you know, it's okay to grieve when someone was so special forever, whatever program has moved on. Right. Right. And sometimes we don't give our permission to grieve. Instead, we want to turn to anger. Yeah. And again, like we talked about in actually the blog and the thing is men have a hard time sharing their feelings right. and repressing them. Right. And it's easy and macho to be angry and point fingers and, you know, and just. Yeah. Just rah, like, rah, 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 rah. dismiss, forget. Right. I, I want to forget. Like, I think that's the other thing is like right. this idea of, oh, let's just forget everything that happened. Right. It happened. Why do you got to forget it? Right. Like it's part of your experience. Yeah. And that experience, all those experiences, whatever it is in your life that you've gone through, makes up who you are today. And I think one of the things that we're always talking about, you and I, is in the past is, gosh, I'm just going to take a PJ Fleck. You have to look into the past to create your future. Right. Right. And if you forget about your past, then you've lost the lesson. Right. Or the opportunity to learn. Right. And it's all lessons. Absolutely. And, and if we don't learn the lesson, 
the first time, the second time, make them a little louder. The third time, make maybe just keep coming back, coming back, coming back, coming back. And like your new coach said, culture and change. I think there comes a point each one of us when we have to, if we don't like what we're seeing out there in the world or what people are doing, we have to look within ourselves first yeah, and say, why am I like this? What do I need to change? Right. And I think that rolls into, maybe this is just perfect, is we're going to have a new president here this week. Yeah. Right? That's what they're saying. (laughs) Well, I mean, it it is going to happen. And and a lot of people are not happy with this, right? Well, yeah. But if we could come to grips, each one of us individually, and say, all right, we're – heading into a new era for our country. And if we can just say, use that philosophy, all I can, can, all I can do is control how I respond. Maybe this isn't the individual I wanted there, but this person is now there. And I'm going to take a positive approach that all is okay. And we're going to be a better, we're going to be a better country. And imagine if we all did that. Imagine if, all Americans came down and had that approach. What that would do? I just know. imagine. Uh-huh. It's not gonna, I mean, who knows what it would do? Who knows? Who knows? But I think that's, you know, um, it's like the same thing with imagine, you know, if everybody embraced when, when PJ Fleck left, mm-hmm. what that would become. For the new organ, you know, for the new for the new coach and the new program, sure. And same thing with our current president leaving. A lot of people are happy he's leaving, right? A lot of people didn't support those eight years. Sure. We should be grateful for his work. Well, sure. I mean, at the end of the day, it's really just being. It's really the end of the day. Well, I know we're going to have further conversations. It's either being positive or negative. Mm-hmm. Grateful or selfish? Sure. How do you want to play the game? You could look at it that way. Right. You could look at that. And way this is sure. just you're battling certain things, you know, like with that type of stuff. Right. Right. Well, that's that's all I have to say is that I'm I'm rowing. I'm still. I'm gonna row the boat you for the rest the of my life. Mantras are powerful. Yeah, they are very powerful. They're meaningful. You know, my favorite one of all, all time. I am the greatest. <laughs> okay. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. When no one else knew of him, he had that mantra, and he showed it. Yep. And more than just a boxer, and I think deep down that's he knew he was going to be more than just a boxer. Well, and I think I think that's where the separation comes because there's a lot of marketing slogans out there. There's a lot every year a team, any sports team comes up with a new hey, this is what we're going to. Right. This is our slogan for the year. This right. is our mantra for the right, year, if right. you will. But I think what really separates a slogan or a saying into into a movement is when everybody buys in to what the meaning of that those words are. Absolutely. And they embodies live, it. Yeah. And they live it. Live it. Yeah. You know? 
Muhammad Ali, when his mantra, I am the greatest, was more than about him boxing. He transcended so many different levels of our culture. Absolutely. You know, and I think PJ Fleck, he, he made a mantra of roll the boat into something that was bigger than the people, the fans, the program. It was bigger than all of that. And it was embraced. And to just throw it away, I think the I think you're right. The people that want to throw it away just never really believed in it, or they're just they're hurt. Right. And you gotta and find it's okay a way to be hurt. Yeah, it's okay. Right. But remember what that did for you, and what the good things about it, about anything in life. And I think the stuff that we really don't know. I mean, we get little glimpses, but the impact that has made on those men. Absolutely. You know, the college football players that will carry that for the rest of their lives, and that's the ripple effect that makes an impact on the world. Yeah. Agreed. You know. All right, my brother. All right. Well, this wraps up another episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. I want to thank everybody for subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at the Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Until next week, live brave. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or visit humblewarriorpodcast.com to listen to our past episodes.